0: This is InfoTrack the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Does it seem like our nation has been experiencing more tornadoes than usual? A weather expert weighs in on that and shares some life-saving advice to keep you and your family safe.
1: I don't think it's necessarily that we're seeing a larger number of intense tornadoes. Unfortunately, there's more things for the tornadoes to hit and there's more eyes and cameras out there to see almost every tornado that happens.
0: Then, a vast amount of water is pumped out of the ground each year for productive uses, but is all that demand impacting our rivers?
1: How to manage any water that we're pumping out of the ground, whether we use that for supplying drinking water or if we use that for supplying
0: agriculture. Those two stories and more are ahead on this edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Tornado forecasting technology has taken a great leap forward in recent decades, along with the ways we get weather alerts. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey caught up with a weather expert to learn about the latest in forecasting and what you need to know to stay safe.
2: Roy? Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Rick Smith, warning coordination meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Norman, Oklahoma. So, Rick, are tornadoes becoming any more intense or frequent than we've seen in the past, or is it maybe there's more media attention to it today? I think it's
1: probably more toward the more media attention side of things. Certainly, we have variability in the number of tornadoes that happen every year and the intensity of the tornadoes. We have bad years. 2011, for example, was a horrible year with lots of very, very intense tornadoes across the United States. Then we have quieter years. So I don't think it's necessarily that we're seeing a larger number of intense tornadoes. Unfortunately, there's more things for the tornadoes to hit, and there's more eyes and cameras out there to see almost every tornado that happens.
2: One thing that has changed is the technology that allows for earlier warnings, Doppler radar and so forth, that's really improved dramatically in the last couple of decades, hasn't it? It really has. When you look back in history, you don't have to go far
1: back into the... 50s, 60s, 70s, where we had huge tornado outbreaks before we had the technology, before we had the forecaster expertise that we have now to enable us to issue these forecasts and outlooks and watches and warnings pretty far in advance of most of the major tornadoes. Now, we're still not able to catch every single one of them. There's still things we don't understand about tornadoes and how they form and which storm is going to produce a tornado. So there's definitely some learning to do, and there's a lot of research still ongoing. But certainly the advances that have been made in radar technology, for example, have dramatically improved the average amount of lead time that we're able to get. Lead time issuing a warning before a tornado actually happens.
2: Another thing that's changed pretty dramatically is how we get our alerts. It used to be that NOAA Weather Radio was probably the fastest way to learn about severe weather alerts. But now the smartphone and Twitter have kind of replaced that. Does every smartphone get, for example, tornado warnings? Or do you need to have certain settings on your phone properly set or maybe a certain app installed?
1: Well, there are so many different ways to get warnings now. You're exactly right. We always hear after a tornado, someone gets interviewed that says it struck without warning or I didn't know. It's getting harder and harder to say that now because there's more ways to get those warnings. And certainly phones, smartphones, mobile devices are one of the most popular ways. There is a service, it's kind of a joint effort between the Weather Service and FEMA and a lot of the cell phone providers called wireless emergency alerts. And most phones I think these days are capable of receiving those. Most cell phone carriers are pushing those alerts out. But it does require certain settings on the phone. I mean, you can go in and adjust the settings so you don't get those alerts. We certainly don't recommend that. There's also any number of apps that people can get to get warnings pushed to them. One of the benefits of some of those apps is you don't have to know what city you're near or what county you're in. If you're in the warning with these apps and with the wireless emergency alerts, if they're activated, you'll get those warnings automatically, no matter where you are. And that cuts a lot of the guesswork out of not knowing exactly where you are on a map. Are there any parts of the U.S. that are immune to tornado activity? No, tornadoes have been reported in every state in the United States. Certainly, they're most prevalent and most frequent east of the Rockies, but they have happened west of the Rockies as well. I don't really not a big fan of the term tornado alley because the tornado alley is wherever the tornadoes happen. Mm-hmm. but certainly they're most common across the southern and central parts of the United States.
2: Aside from weather alerts from the National Weather Service itself and maybe local broadcasters, what are some common warning signs that people maybe should keep an eye out for in terms of you know weather conditions?
1: Well, it kind of depends on where you are, and I don't really like to emphasize using a lot of visual cues. You know, sometimes you'll see people say, well, the the sky will turn green before a tornado, or you'll hear this sound, and those things don't always work. Really, what we encourage people to do is to pay close attention to the forecast, especially if there's any mention of severe thunderstorms in the forecast, tornadoes things like that. Of course, looking outside, you can sometimes see visual signs of a thunderstorm approaching, the sky getting dark. You can hear the rumbling thunder but sometimes you're not able to visually see the tornadoes and sometimes storms don't really give you much of a preview or don't, they don't really show their hand as to what they're going to do visually so sometimes you'll see some visual cues but a lot of times there may be a tornado that's wrapped completely in rain that you can't see at all so we really encourage people to pay attention to the weather information certainly if there's watches or warnings for your area that's a huge sign that you need to be paying attention to and certainly if a warning is issued the tendency for human beings, neurologists included, is when a warning is issued, you want to go outside and look at it. And that's not just curiosity, but that's human nature. You want to verify the threat. And certainly actions have to be done very, very quickly when a warning is issued. Sometimes you may only have seconds. So if that warning is issued, it's not the time to go outside and be looking for things in the sky or things in the clouds. It's the time
2: to be taking action to save your life. We're talking with Rick Smith, warning coordination meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Norman, Oklahoma, and learning more about tornadoes, which can happen literally anywhere in the United States. Rick, is there perhaps one most common error that you see that gets people killed the most in a tornado? I think it's a combination of things. Certainly in most years, the majority of
1: tornado fatalities happen either with people who are in mobile homes, who are in a vehicle, or who are just outdoors. So some of that is related to the availability of another shelter. If you live in a mobile home and you don't have another shelter, nearby to go to or you're not paying attention or you don't get the warning soon enough that can be an issue certainly people in vehicles are especially at risk so I don't know if it's mistakes necessarily but I think it's just being in the wrong place and that's why we really preach so hard the importance of being prepared and especially if you're in a mobile home or you're in a building or a structure that would not be a place you would want to ride out a tornado in having a plan that gets you out of that place and into a safer place In plenty of time before the storm gets to you.
2: You mentioned being in a car. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about that. People think maybe I could outrun it or maybe I'm safer staying in my car, but that's not the case, right? Yeah, and this is one of the most common questions we get. You know, what do
1: I do if I'm in my car and there's a tornado? The answer to that question is, Don't be in your car if there's a tornado. Obviously, avoid that situation if you can. Pay attention to the weather with apps, with radar data freely available everywhere now. It's pretty easy in most cases to check the radar. And if there's a storm along the path, you plan to travel, delay your trip. If you get into the situation where you are faced with severe weather ahead or you've gotten surprised somehow there's a tornado nearby, Your shelter options become literally life and death at that point, and you may only have seconds to make a decision. And obviously the best course of action is to get off the road, find a sturdy building and take shelter there. But if you get to the point where you have to decide between staying in your vehicle or getting into a ditch or a low-lying area to take cover, none of those are good options. So really the best option is to not put yourself in that situation in the first place.
2: Obviously, if there is one, a basement is the wisest place to take shelter in the home, but there are many parts of the country where homes have no basement. In those cases, what is the safest place to go?
1: The goal in tornado safety is to put as many barriers between you and the tornado as you can. The tornado is outside, and it's generating flying and falling debris, which is the aspect of the tornado that caused the most deaths and injuries. So you want to shelter yourself from that. In almost every situation, getting into a sturdy home, a sturdy structure a business and getting into the middle of that building, staying away from those outside walls, doors, windows, and then covering up with items that you may have, whether it's a couch cushion, sleeping bags, pillows, mattresses, helmets can be a life saving thing to put on during a tornado emergency type situation. Really, in the vast majority of tornadoes, you can protect yourself in a sturdy structure, just following the advice to get in, get down, and cover up. Put as many walls, barriers between you and that tornado as you can. Any final words of advice, Rick, that we haven't touched on? I think it's important to remember that tornadoes can happen anywhere. And while we have peak tornado seasons... Tornadoes can happen anytime you get the ingredients together. So anytime there's a potential for severe thunderstorms and tornadoes, just pay attention. Doing simple things, taking simple actions on a sunny day before the tornado warnings are issued can save you lots of time, lots of stress, lots of anxiety, and can save your life when the time comes to enact those safety plans.
2: Rick Smith, Warning Coordination Meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Norman, Oklahoma. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
0: Next, is America's thirst for water draining our rivers? That story coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.